Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates, 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J together again, although not in the same place. I am Nick, and I'm here in the studio. That is Big J, and he is broadcasting from his humble abode. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Feeling better? Feeling good. Firing on all cylinders? I think so. Ready for oh, your as many birth- as I can have. Yeah, I suppose. Ready for your birthday? Yeah, I can't wait to celebrate. What are you going to do for it, man? Nothing. Huh? Well, I mean, there are people still not feeling great around here, so... Well, how does that impact you and your celebration, PJ? What? <laughs> yeah, they're the people that would help me celebrate, so... <laughs> We won't be going out to dinner. We won't oh. be going out doing anything. So, I uh, mean, I've left the house twice to run uh, uh, to go pick up something here and there uh, in the last week and a half. Well, yeah, that's the way it should be. You've had COVID. I know. I understand that. I'm just saying, uh, just getting stepping out of the house is a celebration. I see. Uh, so you're not going to be making a trip to Vegas to celebrate your birthday? No. Okay. Just making sure. But I get. I mean, no. I mean, nobody's feeling well enough to like make you a cake or anything. You think it's going to be like the most low key birthday you've ever had? I have diabetes. Yeah, I know. So I know there'll be no cake. Well, maybe I, uh, maybe I, we'll have a steak. A nice steak dropped off at the house would be. That's all you need to celebrate your birthday. Well, uh, today on the show, it's not his birthday. That's officially tomorrow. And uh, so we're excited for that collectively and individually, although it doesn't sound like it's going to be too much of a crazy celebration. But we do have a chance for Big J to share with you a little bit of a nerd alert that's going to happen on the show today. we got a couple more chances for Western Idaho Fair tickets today because today is X Day at the Fair, man. Adam's going to be out broadcasting live from 3 to 8 today at Expo Idaho, the Western Idaho Fairgrounds. And then, of course, Stone Temple Pilot's going to take the stage a little bit after 7 o'clock tonight for a free show on the ICCU Grandstand. So it'll give you a chance to enjoy some ridiculously awesome music free of charge all the way across the board, which is never a bad thing, for sure. So we have that on the agenda over the course of the show today, but we get started with some music. Metallica is going to kick things off here this morning on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, there's no doubt about it. Eagle Road is by far the busiest stretch of road here in the state of Idaho. In fact, if you kind of put an actual number on it, on average, Eagle Road has about 57,500 vehicles traveling out in a day. To compare that, the second busiest road here in the Treasure Valley is Fairview, and that has 28,000 vehicles per day. So uh, that's how busy Eagle Road is from time to time, and... The City of Meridian and its City Council are looking into making some pretty significant changes on that particular road. 
Uh, uh, there was a fatal crash uh, around the village there happening uh, earlier last week, and so now they are looking into some serious ideas as to whether or not they need to lower the speed limit on Eagle Road. Because there are so many vehicles traveling on that road every single day, and in that particular stretch, the speed limit is 55, which can be dangerous, especially with that much traffic or people not paying attention, things could get bad. Now, that doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen, but a majority of the stretch of Eagle Road is 55 miles per hour, and because that kind of, you know, area of... The Treasure Valley has changed so much, and there's so many shopping centers and different places to turn in there. They're going to do a study to try to figure out if that's the smartest thing in the world, the safest thing in the world, to have it 55 through that particular stretch. Because, listen, once you get that many vehicles around rush hour on Eagle Road, you're not going 55 a majority of the time anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, let's start with enforcing the speed limit, because that is not happening. You think people are speeding down Eagle Road? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess the speed limit, the speed limit right now is meaningless to a lot of people out there on the roads. I see it every day, uh, commuting both to and from work when I don't have COVID. (laughs) And it is astonishing to me how I can be going the speed limit and a vehicle pass me going 20 miles faster. And I never see anybody getting pulled over for speeding. Well, I mean, it happens. They're they're issuing a ridiculous amount of speeding tickets every single month. Those numbers are are true, but just, you know, if you don't see it, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of speeding going on. There's no doubt about it. That's going to happen everywhere, every single day. The idea is, uh, you know, still making the speed limit a little bit lower makes things a little bit safer, but that's not a guarantee that they're going to do it. They're just going to look into it. They're going to study it. They're going to see if it makes sense. So we'll see. Jail time for speeding. What ends up happening. That's quite the stance, Big J, quite the platform. Good luck running on that. Uh, reminder that uh, that it was a very, very interesting season in Major League Baseball with all the rule changes that went into effect. And next year is going to be a first for them as well. All 30 Major League Baseball teams will face each other in a season for the first time ever in the interleague era. It was announced yesterday that when the league released the 2023 season schedule. So because of that, division opponents will play each other just 13 times. Now, that's down from 19, which makes division races either uh, a little bit more of a blowout or a lot closer, one of the two. And they're figuring this out, but they thought it would be a little bit more of a bigger sale if every team got to play each other for the first time ever in a season, and they're going to see how this all works out. So they think it's uh, best for the fans, they think it's best for the league, and they'll see if everybody seems to care. As they've got the expanded wildcard round, they've got the elimination of the pitcher hitting in both leagues, the DH is now standard throughout, so baseball's trying to make some changes to make people interested. We'll see if this particular thing works, although I'm not sure a three-game series with every single team is the secret to their success. They're trying different things, and I at least have to give them credit for that. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, totally. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you're going to care that the, you know, Tampa Bay Rays are, are playing, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates for the first time in, uh, in seven years. But we'll see as things get forward and the schedule comes to roll out next year. People love crossover events in their favorite television shows, and it shouldn't surprise you that NBC is going to kick off its fall season with a three-hour Law & Order crossover event. Basically, all three shows are going to jam-pack together and do like a supersized three-hour episode on September 22nd. So, Organized Crime will air first, and then Special Victims Unit, and then the original Law and Order, and then all three casts are going to work together on one particular case, and that's going to be a very big deal 
for you Law & Order heads who continue to watch that show. All three of them, as a matter of fact. Odds are, if you watch one, you probably watch all three. So this is going to be a big deal for you and a big deal for NBC. Why not? Well, well, last year, the uh, that crossover with uh, the organized crime, which is just kind of a new version of uh, Law & Order crossing over with SVU was was a really big deal with Kristen uh, Maloney and then uh, I can never pronounce her name but uh, uh, Mariska Hargitay? Yes. That was that Do you was watch a really the show? Big deal. No. Okay. You just knew it was a big deal with the crossover. Yeah, yeah. We, we we talked about it. They're probably that's a, probably the reason why they're trying it all over again this time with all three casts. So uh, it's happening on September 22nd. If you want to set your Law and Order calendar, and or if you want to give Dick Wolf a congratulatory email, he probably would appreciate that as well. So far away. That is Godsmack. That is Voodoo here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, both of us are a picture of health, so you know in our lives, mm-hmm. at some point, you and I have probably consumed a rice cake or two. Agree or disagree? Oh yeah. Uh, Delicious. They, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting way to put it. I find them flavorless and awful, but uh, I also know that nobody eats rice cakes because they are delicious. They're doing so because they are better for you than the junk food that you normally throw down your gullet and you're trying to probably lose a couple LBs, and so that's what rice cakes are all about. But I did not know that there's an ongoing movement online to try to bring them down in another way because apparently uh, they are cut Cutting people left, right, and center on their hands. Because, you know, you've picked up a rice cake before. They're fairly, um, they can be sh- they've got some sharp edges. We'll put it that way. Yeah. It's crisp yeah, rice. And, you know, they're cutting a circular thing. And so I suppose while it didn't occur to me that this could be a dangerous food, uh, certainly if people have hurt themselves in a lot dumber ways than with a rice cake. But apparently there's a bunch of people that have been cutting up their fingers and hands on rice cakes over the years and posting these pictures online. And now they're finally starting to gain some steam. So they're trying to warn people. Not to eat rice cakes unless you're being very careful, otherwise you could hurt yourself. Now, I don't think any of these cuts require, like, stitches or anything that needs, like, some serious problems or issues down the road. But still, nobody wants to be cut eating a food. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's a unique thing to rice cakes, maybe. Yeah, I I cannot remember the last time I had a rice cake. You? Uh, It's been a while, but I will say my favorite way to have a rice cake is dipping it in ranch. (laughs) <laughs> Does that not offset the rice cake itself? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But, you know, it's better than a Dorito chip. <laughs> I mean, I know you're dipping it in the ranch to probably cover up whatever awful taste the rice cake actually has. The, and the so zero it taste? only tastes like ranch then going forward. But, yeah, I do believe you're kind of negating the rice cake by dipping it in, in a substance that is essentially... <laughs> Not good for you, but I, I do like the brazenness of it. Uh, it would be like if you were like, if like my favorite thing about, you know, having an impossible burger is just putting a bunch of bacon on top of it. Then it really tastes a lot better than what it normally would. Very, very healthy option. <laughs> right. And then you're like, well, yeah, that's because you're putting actual meat on the fake meat and it's going to taste better. That's the way that works. So just be careful, I guess, is my point. Nobody deserves to be cut uh, eating food, and you certainly don't deserve to have some sort of permanent injury because you decided to have some sort of rice cake, which are an abomination anyway. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J is going to give you a nerd alert. That is happening next on the X-Rocks.
Back in gaming, Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 VX Rocks. Yeah, and GamesCon is back in full force happening in Germany right now uh, in person, which is a really cool thing. So lots of game stuff to go over here a little bit. Uh, new Tales from the Borderlands is a new game that you can plan on playing October 21st. Uh, this classic uh, game has got all the comedy fans a love from the original Telltale series, and people are excited for that one. I hope you're ready to do some pirating, because we've got lots of pirate action. Uh, Gamescon did a deep dive on Ubisoft's Skull and Bones, the huge open world game that's going to be coming out November 1st. So they uh, detailed that in some more gameplay video. A very, a very brief trailer of Tortuga. A Pirate's Tale was released during opening night as well. Now, not much is known about the game at the moment, but it was confirmed to be in development by PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Here's an interesting uh, thing that maybe some of you heard about from Adam last night. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The 80s horror franchise is becoming a video game. It's a three versus seven title, which will arrive in PC uh, via, uh, via Steam. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S, uh, early 2023. It looks really weird. Yeah. Uh, and, and Nick, I think that you're going to be excited about this one. The new Gotham Knights movie has revealed not only will Harley Quinn and Clayface be major villains, but also the game will be released early on October 21st. Uh, they're they are releasing it early? They're releasing it early. Okay. I, well, yeah, man, I mean, I'm I'm excited for this game very much because it's from the creators of the Batman games, which are fantastic, and this is going to be a little bit of a different angle on things. But wasn't there, like, a Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League game coming as well sometime soon? I think they squashed that game. Really? That's too bad. Yeah. The footage that they had I'll, looked great. I'll have to double-check on that, but uh, this is in full go October 21st. Another uh, big drop from Gamescom last night was uh, Dune Awakening. So it's time to head to the deserts of Arrakis, a survival MMO set in the Dune universe. The first full look at the game came in the form of a trailer. According to the release from developer Funcom, the game will place thousands of players at once on a shared version of Arrakis, tasking them with building their own shelters and uh, later bases and factions. So they can explore the world using Dune's various vehicles, find hidden treasure before sandstorms, change the game world, and even use harvesters to gather spice. So if you're into the Dune world, this is for you, man. <laughs> this is uh, like Minecraft for Dune, huh? Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, some PlayStation 5 news here. Uh, for some reason, Sony has decided they're going to raise the price of the PlayStation 5 everywhere else in the world but here in America. People still having a hard time getting the PlayStation 5. They're trying to keep that supply chain alive, but it seems like a weird thing to do if you ask me, uh, raise the price on something that's already pretty expensive. They also announced something really cool. Uh, the PlayStation 5 is getting a new controller. Now, you know, the Xbox folks are used to having additional uh, controllers out there, the Elite Pro Controller, one of them, and this is the first time you'll get one of those for PlayStation. The DualSense Edge is a premium variant with additional buttons, customization options, and the ability to swap between different control presets. So it's a big deal, and people are looking the, to uh, pick this up as soon as they can. It will come packaged with two different types of back buttons and three different options for the s stick caps, along with analog stick modules themselves are swappable. 
those options will be sold separately. The DualSense Edge will also allow you to swap between separate preset configurations on the fly as you switch from, say, a racing game to a first-person shooter. Do you use, as an Xbox user, do you have different controllers that you use for games? Uh, for a period of time, I did have uh, a Pro Controller. It's great. They are fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if I need more buttons, but I certainly can understand the appeal of the customization of it. That's what I feel is probably people are going to get into. That's right. And uh, today is day, yesterday was day one of GamesCon. It goes through Sunday, so there'll be plenty of news coming your way over this weekend when it comes to games. All right. Keep an ear out for more nerd alerts, that's for sure. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's Big J's nerd alert for you and your family. <laughs> Private Hell? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. It is We're Going to Hell International once again today as we head to Jerusalem, Big J, for today's We're Going to Hell story over in Israel. And there was a pretty terrifying scene that happened. Uh, I don't still, I mean, I read this story several times, looked for it on multiple sources, and none of them really seem to understand or can tell me how this all began. But the story really starts to take a weird stretch when, you know, we're talking about a fairly large high-rise building in Jerusalem, right? That ho- that happens to be a home to a very large corporate bank. And uh, when things got weird on Monday is when on floor number three, there suddenly appeared, at least in security footage, a very large runaway bull, like an honest-to-God bull that got in away. A building? Yes, that got away from in a high, like on level three of a high rise, which is bananas when you think about it already. So this is the situation where the story begins, Big J. A runaway bull in a high rise building, a bank atmosphere, professional place, and it's almost like that old adage: a bull in a china shop, right? You think bleep is going to go down. But then it gets weirder. So there's people, obviously, that are going about their jobs at this particular bank that do not expect to see a bull in their workplace on a Monday. And so... Why would you? Right. Most people do the right thing, which is they see the bull. They say to themselves, holy bleep, I need to get out of here as quickly as possible and try to go in a different direction, which is smart. And then there's other people that think, we need to get this bull out of this building, right? But... They, I don't know if they just don't know or they forget that it's a very large bull that can do some serious damage. And don't forget, this is also like caught on camera. So I, there's footage of this story of which I'm telling you. So Whoa. it starts with the bull like just like kind of like in this hallway wandering around aimlessly, not really like charging anything. But then there's a guy that doesn't want it to get into the, like the cubicle section. So he stands in front of this bull with like an orange traffic cone, like saying, hey, listen, stop. Like, I don't know what he's telling the bull to do or any because there's no audio on this video, but he's just like stop and the bull of course You know listen, it's a bull So it's like somebody's blocking from where I need to be now. I need to charge right so the bull starts yeah. running towards the guy He does a smart thing and runs off But basically you have this footage of this bull <laughs> that is running around this bank area going kind of up and down stairs multiple levels of this particular building in this bank And then he's got a couple people chasing him. uh, And then they try to put like a makeshift lasso around him. That doesn't work. The rope like phrase. So this bull's running around for a while. The amazing part of this story is 
Nobody gets hurt. The bull does not do any damage to the building. It's just running around. So it's not like bucking anything or charging into walls or breaking through cubicles. It's not doing what you think a bull would do when it considers itself trapped. It's probably just scared to death and trying to find a way out, right? Trying to figure out how the hell did I get here? <laughs> yeah, it's like that Firebird Raceway commercial. And so they're trying to figure out what's <laughs> going on. And what ends up happening is they call a local vet who tranks the bull, and then they get the bull out safely, and that's how the story ends. But I still don't really know how this bull got into this bank. But the amazing part to me is nobody gets hurt while this bull is charging people, and somebody, people are chasing it. Like, that also seems to be, like, a dumb thing for somebody to do, unless you have some sort of bull experience. But there's no damage done to the building, so it was like it was just a weird situation. You never would know that there was a bull running rampant in a bank on Monday in this particular building, which is crazy when you think about it. A lot of questions need to be answered. I is this a fantastic beast situation? Is this like spelled there? <laughs> Very well be, yes. It mystically appeared in this bank. It's, I don't know how it got there. Was it a Merrill Lynch bank? It, it, no, not, not according to the report I have, but that would be fantastic. It's also like, you know, I want to make sure I'm clear. It's not like this gigantic bull. I mean, it's not a baby bull either. It's a bull. I mean, it's it's got horns and stuff, but it's not like the biggest bull you've ever seen. But still, it's, it's, a, and it's something that's bigger than anything you want in your bank, I guess is my point. So it is bananas, and there is video all over the place if you want to check it out. But thankfully, nobody got hurt. Just... As we always say around here, Big J, head on a swivel. You never know when a bull's going to show up in your workplace. I mean, that would just be shocking. I don't know if I would be able to compute what's going on <laughs> if I'm in a, like a, a fourth or fifth floor of a building and there's a bull there. Right. You think you're in a dream. You're like, is this real life? Am I having some sort of waking nightmare? Uh, am I lying in a bed somewhere dreaming this? Because none of this stuff seems real. But it all happened and it's all caught on video. But thankfully, everybody's okay. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. <laughs> That is Beck and Loser here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And this is not anything new. We have declared Big J the relationship expert here on The Morning After. He knows more about relationships and how they work certainly than anybody else on this show. And you being a married <laughs> individual and me not means that I rely on you for relationship advice. So I ask you, Big J, do you agree or disagree with the latest University of Minnesota study that basically spent the last seven years studying people in committed relationships and their their sexual kind of, I guess... Uh, I don't know, uh, compatibility in the bedroom. And what they found out, Big J, is, according to a new survey, threesomes are actually a very positive experience when they involve romantic partners. Committed romantic partners get more out of a threesome experience than, let's say, casual encounters of three people that barely know each other or, you know, some sort of weird kind of like website fling or something like that. So they found that it is an enjoyable experience as long as you're in a committed relationship. Now, you as the relationship expert, Big J, how do you stand on this particular issue? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I see that. Well, I mean, what was the percentage uh, that, that that works out? Because I, I don't think that that works out on a regular basis. Yeah, they didn't uh, they didn't say that it was like a positive or negative experience percentage. What they did find out is that no matter who was having the threesomes, whether they were casual or ro romantic partners involved, uh, men 
typically had a more enjoyable time than the women really did. yeah shocked about that <laughs> and, and it's also far more enjoyable for couples in committed relationships compared to casual partners now i i don't know if you're asking like what do you think this the satisfaction rate was after a threesome for everybody involved is that what you're saying yeah, I, I mean, uh, going going through this, I would think I would think if you want to entertain this for yourself, right? Uh, and you're and you're coming from a male perspective, um, I, I think you should probably be prepared that if you want this to be on all equal terms, that third person might also have to be a man, not just a woman. Yeah, I think I think that that's something that you have to probably be prepared for if this is the kind of thing that you want to get into. <laughs> but almost no dude wants to. That's part of the the catch to it as well. I'm sure. But unfortunately, that's the deal. Now, they do say that it's not as a popular in, in kind of endeavor as you might think. There's a lot more people that do it. But they also have noticed that there is an uptick in swinging couples over the last couple years as well. So that's that's where they found the study to be most interesting was they studied for seven years. And over the last three years, they've noticed a, a significant uptick in couples that enjoy and experience swinging. So maybe there's more people out there than you know, Big J. Oh, probably. And in fact, you know, I mean, it's becoming, I, I don't want to say mainstream, but obviously more acceptable to be in touch with uh, your whatever sexual orientation that you might want to explore. And that's okay. Whereas, you know, in the in the past, it hadn't been. So that might have something to do with this. So considering the happiness of things, uh, how long before you broached the subject? Two, three I don't months? think that's happening. You guys sit no. down for an episode of Hawaii Five-0 and you just ask the missus to... Throw some pineapple no. stickers on the car and just see what happens? I don't know what that means. What does the pineapple sticker mean? <laughs> you know what it means. You're a SpongeBob mm. fan. That's what it means. Morning <laughs> After with Nick and Big J. There's your relationship update. Coming up, we got some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown. Don't go anywhere. Here's traffic. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. We do a morning show, Big J. Would you consider yourself a morning person? Uh, yeah. Is it out of necessity or is it something that you've grown into or were you always a morning person? No, I've definitely had to grow into it. Have you noticed that when you don't get enough sleep the night before, you turn into a real a-hole in the morning? Uh, I, I, I hard to say. I feel like I'm that way, anyways. Oh boy, yeah, man, that's hard to argue. You're right. But if you find yourself <laughs> not getting enough sleep, actually, it will make you way more grumpy and way more selfish in the morning as well. Scientists at the University of California Berkeley found out that when people are sleepy, they're way less likely to help somebody out or do something nice for somebody else in the morning because they're just grumpy and selfish and sleepy and they don't care about that other stuff. They even lose, even losing a single hour of sleep from your normal sleep cycle gives you this effect, which is never a good effect to have. See, uh, helping apparently is a core feature uh, that demonstrates that sleep and like being a normal human being are two very important things that work together closely, according to the professor that put together this study. So a reminder, getting a good night's sleep or at least some sort of regular night's sleep 
is a very good thing for you and probably the humans around you. If you're not exactly a morning person, there's no reason for you to make this harder on yourself by getting less and less sleep, which is why it's important that Big J has started to nap, right? Big J, it helps out your sleep. Yeah, but I haven't napped, though, since I've been sick. Well, no, why would you? You're homo. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know, sleep is such a weird, strange concept and construct. I mean, think about it. You close your eyes, and then hours later, you wake up. Uh-huh. It's just crazy, man. <laughs> Are you high right now? No. No, I might have COVID fog, okay. uh, but but I mean, whenever I think, I think about it, it's just a bizarre thing. Yeah, but you understand, like, you know, your body needs rest and, and all living things do this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sleep, sleep, sleep is healing and it is great, but it's just mind blowing. It's, it's difficult for you to wrap, wrap your brain around. I understand. It's like time. It's like time. Yes, it's very difficult, and there's lots of movies about it. Rest in peace to Hall of Fame quarterback Len Dawson. He led the Kansas City Chiefs to a Super Bowl four championship in January of 1970. He passed away Wednesday. Uh, he entered hospice care about 12 days earlier. He was 87 years old. Uh, Dawson spent 14 years with the Chiefs as their quarterback and then 33 years as a broadcast analyst. He was elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame both as a broadcaster and a player. I was too young to remember him play, but I remember Len Dawson. He was the lead dog at Inside the NFL for all those years on HBO, and it was a show I used to watch on the regular all the time, and certainly knew him more as a broadcaster than I did a player, but also knew that he had this pedigree as a football player as well. Certainly, uh, probably until Pat Mahomes came along, the best quarterback in Chiefs history, without a doubt, and again, one that navigated them to the Super Bowl, so certainly worthy of tribute, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, we're starting to lose some of the guys uh, that we grew up uh, with football with and, and, you know, hearing their voices and watching games when we were kids. Yeah, it's uh, it's sad as we all get older, as do they. But certainly rest in peace to uh, Len Dawson passing away at 87 years old. If you are a super nerd, get ready. Uh, September 2nd is the release of the Prime Video series The Rings of Power. And yesterday they dropped the final extended trailer for it. The streaming platform states that the prequel uh, is where fates will collide and desperate characters are tested in the face of impending evil in this long-awaited new series. They have spent a ridiculous amount of money on this show. They uh, needed to succeed in it for it to be the biggest thing on Amazon Prime for a long time, so they're banking a lot on it. I know you don't care because you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, but I think everybody that I know that's Lord of the Rings fan are kind of like cautiously optimistic about it because, you know, it's based on the material, but there's no, like actual story that they're taking this from they're kind of making their own world here and that makes some people nervous so there's a real gamble that this thing could go sideways on them and it couldn't go the way they want it to go but i know there's an excitement and build up for it i just don't know if it's sustainable so we'll see yeah i mean they're putting a lot of uh, a lot of their stock into this and we'll see how it goes yeah i mean i have no interest it's weird i mean it is a big deal but i mean you've never uh, you have not watched the lord of the rings trilogy or the hobbit right no yeah no i've escaped it so have you watched the trailer even for this or you've been able to dodge that like the matrix as well 
I, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm Neo Bendy. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've watched the trailer for it. It looks interesting. I mean, I know they're doing the first two showings or the first two episodes in like Cinemark theaters is like a special advanced screening. Uh, I have no interest in that, but I maybe I'll check it out once it drops a couple of episodes. But we'll see. Either way, September 2nd is a big day for Amazon Prime, and now you can check out the full trailer for the series if you'd like. Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Lordy B, today is X Day at the Western Idaho Fair. What a glorious day. And you know what? We are going to hook you up with tickets to the Western Idaho Fair. You can go out and see STP tonight, free with your fair entrance, and uh, have a great time. Adam will be out there. Adam will be out there broadcasting uh, later this afternoon as well. You just need to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown to make that happen. And you got to be able to swing by before 4 o'clock today to pick up these tickets so they don't go to waste. So make sure you have that in your availability. If that's the case, now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. 208-287-1003. To play Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J, are you prepared? I'm prepared. Then to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. How's it going? What's up, man? What's your name? Jay. All right, Jay, you're up first. Jay, uh, what is the name of Mike Myers' main villain in the Austin Powers movies, also played by Mike Myers? Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. Right. Is correct. Big Jay, Mike Myers is probably best known for his Wayne's World character. What is Wayne's last name? Uh, Wayne's last name. Mm, it's a weird one. Wayne... Campbell. Hey, good job, buddy. Right. That is correct. Is Campbell weird to you? Yeah. Well, I thought it was a different. I thought I was going through it, and I'm like, no. <laughs> okay. Jay, uh, what beverage does the winning driver traditionally drink after winning the Indianapolis 500? Champagne. Champagne is incorrect. Oh. It is a victory. For sure, champagne, but not at the Indy 500. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, what beverage does the winning driver traditionally drink after winning the Indianapolis 500? Budweiser. Budweiser. No, not. Maybe if he's sponsored by Budweiser, that's part of it. But hello, the X. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what uh, what beverage does the winning driver traditionally drink after winning the Indianapolis 500 race? <laughs> Let's say milk. Yeah, milk right. is absolutely correct. Good job, man. What's your name? Uh, Pat. Pat, you're taking on Big J. Big J, which Dr. Seuss movie adaptation was Mike Myers the star of? Uh, the Love Guru. The Love Guru. The famous Dr. Seuss book, The Love Guru. Yeah. No, no, that is uh, that is incorrect. He was not. He was in a Dr. Seuss movie. He was the star of a Dr. Seuss movie. So I married an axe murderer. Also, not a Dr. Seuss story. Uh, do you, as much as he hates kids, that's not correct. Do you know uh, what the answer is there, my friend? The Cat in the Hat. The Cat in the Hat is absolutely correct. Yes, right. Mike Myers was the star of the Cat in the Hat movie. Uh, hang on one second, brother. I'll hook you up with those Western Idaho Fair tickets for X Day at the Fair. And didn't read a lot of, didn't read a lot of Dr. Seuss growing up, Listen, Big it, it should come as no surprise. I really don't like Dr. Seuss. I mean, other than The Grinch, can you name another Dr. Seuss book besides The Cat in the Hat? Uh, the Green Eggs and Ham. That's a good one. Never a movie, but absolutely a Dr. Seuss book. Good job, my friend. Yeah. Morning thanks. after with Nick and Big J. We'll do some headlines next on the X Rocks. With Nick and Big J. 
Let's do some headlines. They are as follows. Not where those go. Sir, no. And eyes on your own paper. Not where those go. There's a new invasive species in the waterways of major cities, and that invasive species is bicycles. Now, bike-sharing companies from China to Rome are struggling to figure out where to go with their two-wheelers because they keep ending up in rivers and canals. And in Amsterdam, as many as 15,000 bikes are removed from canals annually. It's like, huh? Now, there's a lot of videos you can see where people are tossing bikes into water and taking videos of it for fun. Apparently, it's a big thing on TikTok internationally. And the question is, is it just for fun? Because basically there are people that are speculating now that with the increase of rideshare bike programs in cities, throwing bikes into rivers might be a reaction to this relatively new service. And people don't like the amount of bikes that are on the streets and the roads and the sidewalks. And this is their way of angrily kind of protesting the fact that more bikes are popping up in these large international (laughs) cities. But What the hell? What a weird way to react to anything. By chucking a bike into a river. It's very strange. But uh, yeah. don't do that, everybody. Please. Especially with the new electric bikes that we have in the Treasure Valley. Yeah, please. Our friend Dave would not appreciate that. No. Well, in that case, they have your credit card number, probably. And so uh, you would be the one charged for that electric bike if it ends up in, like, the Boise River or something like that. Not a good idea. No. Sir, no, or eyes on your own paper? Eyes on your own paper, man. There is a nightclub in Sydney, Australia that has instituted what they're calling a no-stare policy. That means nobody can stare at anybody in that club unless you get consent of the person to stare at them. Uh, Club 77 is going to have uh, special safety officers in pink vests to enforce the no-staring rule. If you do not comply, police can be called. The club is also discouraging people from coming there uh, if their sole purpose is to just hook up with somebody. It encourages people to interact with strangers, but any any engagement you have has to have some sort of verbal consent because they want to cut down on creepiness in clubs. And I get that. It's just weird how, I mean, at what point does a glance become a stare, Big J? I ask you out loud. Um, I think anything longer than five seconds. Okay, okay. The stare. I mean, I'm sure at some point we've all been stared at where to a point where it feels uncomfortable. So I can understand not wanting to be in that situation, but you better make sure you mind your P's and Q's so that more trouble isn't caused by just looking at somebody. I wokely try not to stare at ladies. How's that going so far? So far, so good. Yeah? You haven't been busted yet for staring? <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, teach us your secret, sir. Wrap it up with Sir No. A Florida man went a little loopy while hunting for a chalupa and climbing through a Taco Bell drive through window. The catch is he also was stark naked at the time. Lots of naked fast food attacks happening in Florida, Big J. I, I don't understand what's happening. But uh, is it cause and effect? This gentleman, is, his name is Christopher Stratton. He pulled into the fast food restaurant Saturday night uh, and then decided to bring a little bit of his own spice to the Taco Bell by stripping down and pushing through the drive through window. The 33-year-old then jumped over the counter, sprawled out on the floor, and just waited for police to arrive. So uh, I don't know. He, they say he did not test positive for any drugs or alcohol, but he was charged with indecent exposure because he can't just walk around jumping through drive through windows willy-nilly nude as a jaybird. You understand? He was ha- he was high on life, dude. I guess so. Or Taco Bell. Maybe there was some like special things happening there that he just was excited to see and decided Maybe. that he needed it quickly and without clothes on. Maybe he was just thinking about the construct of sleep. 
Yeah, maybe it broke his brain and he needed to get his clothes off. Uh, wouldn't be the first time. You might be doing this show fully nude for all I know, Big J. <laughs> Do you want to know? No. As a matter of fact, the less I think about it, the better. Morning after. I have a blanket. <laughs> with Nick and Big J. How cute. Uh, there's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> Latest from Slipknot. It is called Yen here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it's about time, Big J. Start worrying about the kids. You understand? Yeah, well, the kids are starting to worry about what they're going to do with their lives. And a survey of teens between the ages of 13 and 19 found that uh, the careers they most want to pursue are really high-praising ones. uh, Medicine, social work, and green industries, Nick. That's nice. Thinking about the future. Exactly. Having some purpose. That was the key to these findings. 42% said they know they could make more money in another field, but that is not their motivation 47% said their friends share their views on importance of making a difference with their career. Well, I mean, I still think at 13 or 14 years old, you're you're not too well versed how the real world works. So at some point, money is going to have to be a thing if you want to make sure that you're able to sustain a, and have an actual, you know, life and home and things like that. So, but listen, uh, you know, what did you want to be at 13? I'm sure it's different than what you ended up doing, right? Yeah, I wanted to be a professional athlete, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. That <laughs> but, makes sense. But that was because of money and fame. And I think what you're seeing here, though, is that, you know, our current situation in the world is pretty dismal when you look at it in a big, you know, uh, in a view, in a panoramic view. And I think that these kids are like, hey, man, we want to help fix what you stupid old people have done. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my oldest still wants to be a scientist, so uh, he has wanted that since he was like 12 years old. So that's always fantastic to know that particular, you know, kind of vision exists at such a young age to want to try to attempt to make things better in whatever way that you possibly can. So more power to those that want to do that, right? Absolutely. So uh, 52% said a job in healthcare, software development, and renewable energy would uh, make their career future-proof. How far down on the list is social influencer? Uh, It is not listed in here. Then there's hope. There is hope, Big J. God bless us every single one. Radio DJ, non-existent. Yeah, well, that makes sense, too. Morning After (laughs) with Nick and Big J. We got your chance at the Western Idaho Fair tickets for tonight's X Day at the Fair with Stone Temple Pilots with Bad Impressions happening next on the X Rocks. 100.3, the X. And Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore Treasure Valley Subaru. We have tickets to the Western Idaho Fair. Tonight is X-Night out at the fair, and STP is playing. So you can go see those guys play uh, with your entrance to the fair. We'll hook you up with tickets right here if you can figure out Bad Impressions. Only catch is you got to swing by before 4 o'clock to pick up these tickets because that's when the office is closed, and we want to make sure you get them for tonight. So if you want to play... 208-287-1003. Way Bad Impressions works is Big J's got three clues revolving around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then you know what? You're going to go to the fair tonight and you're going to enjoy a free Stone Temple Pilots concert. Pretty damn awesome. Hello, The X. Hey, that sounds great. I like that attitude. What's your name, man? That's Nick. All right, Nick, you're up first. Good luck. I wore numbers 8 and 24 for the L.A. Lakers. Uh, next. I won five NBA championships, the Lakers, and a couple of those years, I teamed up with Shaq. Uh, next. 
They called me the Black Mamba. That's Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Good there job, go. Nick. Congratulations. You're going to the Western Idaho Fair. Hold on tight. I'll get some information from you. Why is Kobe Bryant in the news? Well, the uh, jury uh, yesterday awarded Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa, and Chris Chester, who was uh, one of the other uh, folks who lost people in that terrible crash, $31 million in damages because sheriff's deputies and firefighters shared graphic photos from the scene of the 2020 helicopter crash. Yeah, that's an awful story that uh, that had to be put to trial, and at least they're getting some money out of it, but that doesn't you know fix what happened. But maybe it helps from it coming out in the future, which is a good thing. Yeah, and I think a lot of it probably more vindication for her, uh, not necessarily the money, but, you know, there were other victims in that crash, and they had to suffer a lot of that humiliation along with her. And so, yeah, that's a that's a big victory. And people just, you know, it just, uh, it, it's a tough situation. It's awful. But, I mean, in these types of situations, it's just, you know, be human. It's about having empathy, right? Because it's not just a, a superstar. It's also his daughter and children that were involved yeah. in all this, too. That makes it even, even worse at the law. So, I mean, there's just, there's no positive things that come out of stuff when this happens. While money is awarded for damages and, you know, psychological issues, I'm, I'm sure they'd much rather have just not have to deal with the situation at all instead of having to take this to court. So, uh, it is an awful situation for sure. Uh, and was it yesterday was Kobe's birthday? Would have been Kobe's birthday? Uh, yes, yeah, yesterday so was Kobe's birthday. There's that as well factored into things. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That is Papa Roach. That is no apologies here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J wrapping up a Thursday show. Thanks for hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. We got tons of news crammed into a nerd alert courtesy of Big J this morning. We also talked about threesomes and bulls running wild and banks and all sorts of fun on the show today. Even gave away some Western Idaho Fair tickets while we were at it. Don't remind, don't forget to uh, join us this afternoon at the Western Idaho Fair. It is X day at the fair. Adam's going to be out broadcasting casting live from 3 until 8 o'clock today. Swing on by and check him out. Plus, tonight on the ICCU Grand Stage is going to be Stone Temple Pilots playing free with fair admission. So make sure you swing on by, pack the place on a Thursday, and let's have ourselves an awesome rock night out at the fair. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, that Pantera tribute with uh, Phil and Rex, Zach, and Charlie is uh, got their first three dates, man. Going south of the border, not fest Colombia, not fest Chile, and not fest Brazil. All right, so they're doing this internationally before they announce some North American dates, huh? Yep. Interesting. Uh, did you say you were excited for that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, if that were to come to town or even relatively close, so who would want to see that? I mean, uh, I think it would be great, and and you know, it doesn't. So much vitriol came of of those. Uh, announcements and I think just if you love Pantera and and you loved Vinny and Dimebag I think you celebrate them and you check out the the music and just uh, be in that moment I think that's fine all right well uh, you'll have to wait a little bit longer before we get some dates that are anywhere close to here but it's happening it's official and dates have been announced morning after with Nick and Big J that's going to do it for us Jason Drew is coming in next we will see you guys tomorrow morning it is the (laughs) X-Rocks The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.